Hey guys, just before we get started, I wanted to kind of put a swear warning because I realize I do in fact swear a lot and I just kind of want to make sure if any kitties are listening that uh, you should probably stop now if unless you're a mature child. And also I'd like to say, uh, sorry mom, <laughs> let's get started with the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Long May She Rain podcast. I'm Aiden, I'm your host for this podcast. So, it is officially my one-year anniversary of this podcast. Well, actually, this goes up the day before, like, the actual date I released my first episode. But, like, still, it's it's exciting. It's my one-year anniversary. I didn't think I was even going to get this far. Um, but if we're going to be frank, this is actually just the one-year anniversary of the day Aiden got really bored in quarantine and decided she needed a new hobby other than going to work because it was literally driving me up the wall that I had nothing to do at home all day other than just like sit around and you know be me and like dread going to work so that's really what we're celebrating here and you know I'd always wanted to start a podcast like a lot like a long time before that but like I never really knew how and like neither did I have the equipment to start one um and I actually, you know, I discovered podcasting, you know, in pretty, pretty conventional way, actually. I, I always knew what podcasting was, but, like, I never, like, had listened to a podcast until I got a job. And uh, for a couple of months, like, when I started my first job, I had, like, a 35-minute walk to work because, not not because it was a particularly far away establishment, because I'm a slow-ass walker. Like, I am a very slow walker. Um, so it took me 35 minutes when it probably should have only taken me 25. Um, so I decided instead of, you know, just like listening to my own head thoughts, um, I would check out podcasting and see what I could listen to. And, um, I just like typed in like a a historical person that I was interested in. I typed in, uh, Catherine of Aragon. And, uh, the first hit I got was for Queen's podcast. Love them. Shout out, Katie, Nathan. You guys are cool. <laughs> um, and I really love their podcast. And, like, a lot of my podcast is based on their stuff. Uh, and, yeah. And that's how I really got started. And it's it's just so awesome that I've gotten this far. Because I, I really just thought this was going to be, like, a little quarantine hobby that, like, I was going to get bored of really quickly. But, no, here I am one year later. And from what I've heard of, uh, the podcasting community. If you get past your first year, you're you're bound to do this show for a while. So, uh, cheers to uh, many more years of uh, this podcast. Now, uh, today on this bonus episode, we're going to be doing a Q and A. Um, I weeks and weeks ago, I asked uh, you people on Twitter um, to uh, send me in some questions, like, about whatever you wanted, whether it was about my show or me or whatever, and, you know, I got more questions than I expected, which is great. A little less than I, like, needed. Like, I wanted a lot more, but it's okay. I am really excited to answer these questions. Let's get into it. Okay, let's start with the questions. Now, our uh, first uh, set of questions comes from the lovely uh, ladies at Pontifax Podcast. Love you guys. You guys are great. Um, and the first question is, uh, what do you think is the most important thing we can gain by elevating female history? Oh, that's a tough one. That is very deep. Um, I think one of the best things we as a society can gain by, you know, elevating female history is that, you know, little girls feel more seen in places where they normally wouldn't be, you know, as 
a kid in a history classroom, women were hardly ever spoken about. And if they were, it wasn't in great detail. Or, you know, they were generalized with stereotypes. And, you know, it used to bug the absolute shit out of me. So by elevating female history, it gives a spotlight to all women to show that they have been influencing history just as long as men have. And that their stories deserve to be told just as often as we tell men's stories. Which is... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next question is still from Pontifax. Um, who is the most underrated person you have covered or want to cover? Oh, that's a tough question since, you know, my list of future episodes is endless. It's like at least in the 400s now. Uh, but in terms of women I've already covered, oh, I'd have to probably put that down to a tie between uh, Roxana of Bactria and uh, Claude, Queen of France, and here's why. Now, to start with Claude, Claude is so interesting, and she was probably one of my, one of the most, like, important political pawns of, like, the early 16th century, and, like, I've hardly ever heard anyone talk about her, and she was, like, a really cool queen of France, who, despite dying at a young age, still left a huge impact on people, especially her husband, who, like, didn't even like her for half of their marriage, and, you know, her children, who barely knew her, like, loved her and idolized her, not to mention she carried herself with, like, absolute grace, no matter what shitty Francis put her through, and I, th I think she's heavily underrated. Um, as for Roxana of Bactria, you know, she's always a footnote in Alexander the Great's story, and I always wanted to know more about her, um, and since she was, like, literally this nobody from this random province in Persia, and suddenly she's, like, the queen of the world's biggest empire before she's 15, and just as she's ending her teen years, she literally commits murder to protect her baby, and she spends, like, the rest of her life protecting her son's rights. Like, how on earth am i the only person to be like remotely interested in roxana of bactria like she is so cool also she was like one of my harder episodes to do because she's like straight not documented until alexander shows up and it it bothers the shit out of me and that's why claude and roxana are personally two of my favorite underrated women that i have done i'm sure there will be many underrated women that i do in the future that i can talk about one day Okay, uh, next question. Uh, which story did you feel the most personal connection with or identify with most? Hmm. Uh, I'd gotta say in terms of the most personal connection I ever got while researching someone, I'd say that's probably down to Sacagawea. Uh, thanks to reading Lewis and Clark's journals, which I spent just hours reading because they were so fascinating, uh, they paint, like, just this, like, vivid picture of what she was like and, like, how brave she was and, honestly, it was so much fun to, like, dig into this person who's, like, so famous but, like, I didn't know anything about her as well as learning about how this, like, one Native American woman who realistically could have faded into the pages of history instead ended up being one of America's most famous indigenous women. So I, I, I thought that was really cool. All right. Uh, next question comes uh, from the History Boys. Uh, the question is, do you think Elizabeth Bathory committed all the crimes she was accused of? Oh, oh boy, that's a tough question. Um, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't think she was, like, you know, the psychopath murderer that everyone thinks she was, but I do believe that she probably treated her serfs like absolute shit because she could, and, you know, it was, it was normal in her times, time period, um, but I also don't believe she was going around murdering hundreds and hundreds of girls and bathing in blood, and I don't think she had, like, 
Like, like, I just don't think she was as sadistic as people, like, think. Like, I don't think she was a mass murderer. I think she was, you know, just, like, exploiting her serfs as she had the right to. Not that that's a good thing, because it's not. Um, I'm pretty certain that, like, you know, the King of Hungary uh, used, like, these rumors that she was shitty to her serfs to, like, lock her up and, like, not pay her back all the money that he had lent, that she had lent him. And, you know, he, he just used all of that as an excuse to lock her up. So, uh, no, I don't really think she was the psychopath murderer everyone thinks she was. All right. Uh, next set of questions comes from Alan at the U.S. Political History Podcast. Great show. Um, okay. Uh, first, uh, why did you choose women's history? Uh, well, I, I chose women's history because it's it's really just such an underrated area of the historical community. Like, it's it's very likely that I could do the show for years because of the hundreds of women's I could talk about. And, like, I, I could not run out for, like, years. Not to mention, you know, women just, like, don't get the credit they deserve. And they're often, you know, villainized and judged for things that, like, none of this would happen to them if they were men. Like none of these things would get a second look. Also, I, I really enjoy telling, like, another side of the story that you may have never heard before and, like, change people's perspectives on certain historical women, like Catherine of Aragon. She's treated as a vindictive bitch when, you know, she was a little bit of a bitch, but, like, she was a cool bitch, <laughs> and, and no one ever sees that in her. And also, you know, I am woman. <laughs> That's why I'm really interested in women's history. Also, uh, you guys will probably remember from my Diane episode when I had my mommy on. Uh, she works at a women and children's shelter. Uh, so, and she's total feminist, and I've always been uh, really inspired by her work and like helping abused women. So that's probably one of the reasons I chose women's history. All right, uh, next question: What role do you think? Pocahontas played in the English portray portrayal of Virginia, and how do you think she was used as propaganda? <laughs> oh, I was nervous of this question because it's, it feels like a very academic question. And as we know, I'm not a real, histo real historian. You should never really take my word for it. But I think I can answer this. Um, no, Pocahontas definitely played a pretty huge propaganda role in the establishment of Virginia. Like, they weaponized her kindness and curiosity and not only kidnapped her, but forced her to convert to Christianity, most likely, and marry a guy she didn't know, not to mention John Rolfe, her husband, thought he was better than her and didn't love her, and he thought he was saving her soul by marrying her. Not to mention she got uh, probably forcefully pregnant either by being raped or she... And her husband actually had this child, but who knows. And once this child is then born, uh, she and him are paraded around like a sideshow in England to prove to everyone that, you know, the natives can be civilized. And when she finally gets the chance to go home after a miserable trip to England, she dies in England, thousands of miles from her home. And her husband just straight abandons her and her son. But, you know... It doesn't matter to anyone that she's dead because she's she's already served her purpose. She convinced everyone that Virginia is a good place to be and that the natives can be civilized and that it's okay to settle there. She quite literally died without a voice and she's being used as an example of a quote-unquote good Indian because, you know, the English stole her and they used her for their own gain. I hope that answers your question, <laughs> Alan. I, I, I don't know if that was a very academic answer, but I tried, I swear. All right. Uh, 
Next uh, question is from Cara Di Domicio. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce your last name right, Cara. I <laughs> sorry. All right. Uh, first question: What are some of the podcasts that have inspired you or you admire? Oh, okay. So there's quite a few that have directly inspired me and that I love, but I'll just give you guys a short list for time purposes. Uh, first up is Queen's Podcast because they were the first podcast I ever listened to because like I mentioned before, I was looking for something to listen on my like 35 minute walk to work and you know, they came up and I was like hooked from the get go. You know, we have a lot of similar humor. Uh, you know, they inspired a lot of my show structure because my ADHD, sometimes I have trouble like following non-visual things and I like try and keep it linear. But, um, they helped, like, keep it simple, and I, I learned a lot from them, and they helped build my episodes. So they were, like, a totally huge inspiration for me. So thank you, guys. Um, another show I really admire is the National Treasure Hunt podcast because I love the National Treasure movies as long as I can remember. Um, and I've never had anyone to talk about with them because, like, it's it's a really niche fandom. But suddenly, here they were, talking about it. Uh, not to mention, you know, they're well-produced. I wish I had as much confidence as they do, because, as you guys know, I'm a nervous person on my podcast. Even though I do this thing every two weeks, I still have trouble with speaking. I still stutter. But, you know, they're very good at speaking. They're very eloquent, and I envy that hugely. Uh my next one is probably the Happy Hour History Podcast. They're just great. I love the show so much. It's always very well done, and I wish I could be um, nearly as organized and well-produced. Uh, lastly, I got to give it up to the girls at Hashtag History. They always have such interesting topics on their show, and I'm, like, super jealous of that. Also, I love their Q&As. One day I'm going to – sorry, not Q&As. They're Trivia Nights. One day I'm going to win those. One day. It's going to happen, and I'm going to get one of those Amazon cards. It's, it's going to happen, I promise. All right, next question. Uh, what was the most challenging woman you have uh, tackled so far to research and why? Uh, probably one of the most difficult to research other than Roxanne of Bactria because she was very difficult was uh, Princess Nesta of Wales. She was like one of my first like really like obscure women that I uh, researched. Uh, there, there's just so many question marks about her life. Like we, we don't know when she was born. Like it, we have good guesses, but eh. we don't know anything much about her personal life or how she thought of things. Uh, we don't even know where or how she died. Like, it was super difficult to research her, but I totally had tons of fun doing it because she she's always been a fascinating figure uh, to me, especially since my last name is it's Fitzgerald, and uh, she's the progenitor of the Fitzgerald dynasty in Ireland, so it's very likely that I could be related to her. All right, next question. Um, what advice would you give to someone wanting to start a podcast? Oh, man. I'm not really good at giving advice. No one should really ever follow my example for a podcast. Uh, but I can certainly uh, give it a shot. Um, all right, I've got two pieces of advice for anyone starting out. First of all, it's okay to not have any idea of what you want your show to be. At the start, I definitely didn't. I was just looking at other shows, trying to be like them until I eventually, you know, develop my own style and flow, which I think I'm pretty good at now. Um, my second piece of advice is that you definitely don't need expensive equipment to start a podcast. Trust me, up until a few episodes ago, you guys know this, I'd been recording on my phone in my closet. And, you know, that was decent enough until my parents were very nice and invested in my podcast career and got me a mic for Christmas. So, you know, if you don't have any fancy tech, like, don't sweat it. Your podcast can still be good. I think mine's pretty good, even without all the glitz and glam, you know?
Okay, next set of questions comes from the Civics and Coffee podcast. Great podcast. All right, uh, first one is, what guides your episode selection process? Oh, this is going to be kind of a boring answer. Uh, not really much goes in deciding my topic either. Like, I ask Twitter for help, or sometimes it's just a whim, like, like oh, I feel like doing this person this week. Like, if it, it feels right. It's not very scientific, but, you know, it, it's 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 worked so far, you know. All right, uh, next question. Uh, what is your favorite form of research, print, visual, media, etc.? Um. You know, for the most part, I prefer things I can, like, look at, like, videos. Um, I know you can't see podcasts, but, like, you, usually those are pretty good and keep my attention. Anything that really keeps me engaged uh, really uh, helps me with research. Or else I get bored and distracted and then my research is crappy and then my uh, scripts <laughs> don't look very good. For example, my Lucy Maud Montgomery episode. I really, I'm not proud of that one. <laughs> especially so probably uh, media would probably be be the best for me although I do like reading books sometimes like sometimes I you know put in the effort to read a book for a script all right nice question uh how long do you spend researching your episodes mm, uh, it kind of varies depend on like who I do like I generally I like pull up a whole bunch of articles on the topic and I kind of grab info from them like sparringly it can take me anywhere from like a few days to weeks to finish writing and researching it kind of all depends on like my school schedule and like how much free time I have or like how motivated I am to get this done all right uh next questions uh they come from Marilu I I apologize if I'm not pronouncing your name right you're very sweet on Twitter by the way um all right so your question is uh do you think Anne Boleyn uh committed any of the crimes she was accused of oh this kind of reminds me of the Elizabeth Mathry uh question we just had um yeah the short answer to this question is no but the long answer is it, well it's actually also no but what I think happened is that unfortunately Anne's body failed her and she didn't give Henry a son and Henry being the asshat that he was decided to throw the nastiest accusations possible at her and seeing what would stick so that he could move on from her and get what he wanted not to mention it's pretty easy with some basic detective work to disprove most of her charges so no I don't think she committed any of the crimes she was accused of thank you for your question all right, uh, my last and final questions actually come from uh, my friend Lindsay. We've had her on the podcast before. You guys know her. Um, okay, uh, her first question is, uh, which episode was your favorite to record? Oh, that's difficult. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun recording so many episodes, so it's super hard to pick. But if I had have to choose, I'd say it's my Princess Diana episode that I did with my mom because it was only like my fifth episode and I had never recorded with anyone. And I, I know the audio is sucky as it was as it is with a lot of my episodes, but I just, I had so much fun doing the episode with her. Also, while we're talking about that, I may or may not have a plan to do another Mother's Day episode with her again, but uh, at this point, she has still yet to decide whether or not she's going to do it, so, like, stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll see. All right, uh, her next question is, if you could be any of the women from any episode, who and why? Oh, Oh, that's a tough one because most of these women have lived such horribly shitty fucking lives. Like, they were either executed, die in pain, or sadness, and, like, a number of other things. But, you know, if I had to pick, I'd love to be Isabella of Castile because she was, like, pretty badass, you know, formidable. But, obviously, if I was her, I'd be, like, 1,000% more religiously tolerant and, like, wouldn't have burned a whole bunch of Jewish people. I also would have slapped Ferdinand uh, upside the head for cheating on me. But, other than that, I would have loved to <laughs> live her life. 
could, you know, it could be interesting. All right, that's the end of the questions. I hope you guys had fun listening to me answer your questions. I'm I'm sorry if you didn't get the chance to uh, hand in a question uh, for me, but may- maybe I'll do this again next year. Uh, who knows? Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, happy anniversary to me. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions for topics, you can just DM me on Twitter at LongMaceRain2. The N at the end of rain is replaced with a 2 instead. I'm also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on all those platforms. It really actually does help the show so much and it will help me grow my audience. So I would absolutely appreciate it if you guys could do that. All right. uh, Bye.